welcome to the Fully Free Podcast with your host, Taylor Lee. This is the podcast to get real about what it takes to become the wealthiest and happiest version of you. After creating my first seven-figure year, 12 months after having my first baby, I am on a mission to show as many women as possible how they can create tons of money in their online business with the most ease and joy possible. I'm here to inspire you and guide you with weekly episodes on money, marketing, life, and all things online business. All right, let's dive in to this week's episode. Hello, you guys. Today, we're going to talk about audience growth. This is a highly requested topic. Um, And it's also something that really just comes up constantly when I work with people. And I believe that there are two, if I had to think like from my experience of working with thousands of coaches and business owners in the last six years, there's really two big strategic gaps um, that are really, really holding people back. And I think a lot, I'll tell you what those two things are so you can really check in with yourself. But I think a lot of the, what's really going on that makes it so difficult to master these areas is actually um, fear of being seen. So let's just go ahead and go there and check in with ourselves on, you know, is there any fear of being seen inside of us? Because if so, it's going to be really, really hard to be seen, <laughs> to reach your people on a level that builds really deep connection, which is what's needed for people to want to buy from you. At least if you're interested in doing sales like I do, which is in a really transparent, like letting them make their own decision kind of way, then we have to be willing to really put ourselves out there so that people can build a deep connection with us through our content. And if you're afraid of being seen, of course, it's also going to hurt your ability to get out there in front of new people consistently. And so if you haven't already guessed, the two things that I see that really, really hold people back on a strategic level is audience growth. And I think a lot of people tell themselves that audience growth is just like confusing and they don't know which way that they should focus on. They don't know what's going to be the best way. Um, we're really busy, right? Looking for the right way, the best way. We just want to like have our game plan and and know that it's going to work and have a lot of confidence in it before we do it. And the other thing about audience growth is that like, it's going to be trial and error. It's going to be trial and error. And there's going to be, especially with like Facebook ads or things like that, which we are going to talk about in this episode, there's going to be ups and downs. There's going to be mindset blocks with spending money on audience growth. There's going to be mindset blocks, obviously with being seen, right. And not hiding. Um, but we blame it on just like, Oh, I just don't know how we, we make it seem like, here's the truth. Growing your audience is not hard and it's not complicated And it's not this like secret thing that only some people know how to do. It's really easy and obvious, but you have to be willing to get out of your own way and get seen and commit to it. But nearly every single person who comes to me, I'm not kidding you, comes to me and tells me that their biggest issue is, 
or, or maybe not the biggest issue. Cause they'd usually probably say like sales or money or, you know, cause we're, that's what we're focused on making more money, helping more people. But when they really think about why that might be, it always goes down to audience growth. It's, I don't know how to grow my audience or it's, I'm not good at growing my audience. We've got to let go of both of those beliefs. You do know how to grow your audience. There's so much, so good free information out there on how to grow your audience, but you're unwilling to accept that actually, you know, let's scratch that. You are willing to accept because you're here and you're listening to this. (laughs) We're speaking to empowered women here who are ready to change, who are ready to see better results. And so you do know how to grow your audience though. You do. It's easy. There's options. There's so many options. They're so easy. You're just scared to be seen. You're afraid to put yourself out there with Facebook ads. You're afraid to put the money behind you. Um, or you're afraid to really give yourself time and money to test because it's a new technology, right? That is a little complicated, but you're so freaking smart. (laughs) A lot of you women run six multi six figure businesses, a lot of you have incredible freaking careers and you're, you're looking to turn that into a business. It's like, you know, you're smart. You're very freaking smart. You can figure out Facebook ads. Trust me, you can figure them out. Um, or with collaborations, I tell people like, this is one of the easy, and we're going to go deep into all of these, but collaborating with people is like one of the easiest ways to grow your audience. It's so fun. And this is like, I promise you, I know you're, you're probably not going to believe me and you're probably not going to get it. I am not a super social person. I'm quiet. I'm shy. I get like social anxiety. I just like, I'm not, I, the way I put it is like, some of us are the people who, if we're in line at a coffee shop, there's some people who will always strike up a conversation with someone. And then there's the other people who would never in a million freaking years, even think about it. That's me. Okay. So I get it. And collaborations have been one of the biggest ways I've grown my audience because everybody wants to grow their audience and get in front of new people. But there's this intimidation factor of um, being rejected, right? And putting yourself out there and not be wanting to be seen and not wanting to be rejected. It's like, we've got to let go of all of this. It's so much mindset stuff, which is so important to address before we get into the um, strategy of it. Because strategy is easy. We're going to like bang right through that. The second thing that I really see hold people back, which goes right into this whole conversation is their content. And most specifically, so I'm talking about like Instagram stories, posts, emails, like um, the thing I teach all of my clients, like, let's just make this really straightforward for you. There are three things that you have to do in your marketing and that's it. We think that there's like a million things. All you need to do is grow your audience, nurture that audience sell to that audience. And it's not phases. It's a cycle that we do every day, right? So ideally a lot of this stuff would become really easy, second nature, or it would um, be automated or outsourced, right? So that we're not necessarily having to do all of it every day, but it's three things. It's three things, one thing under each that you can put all of your energy into and do really, really well. If you choose to do more than that, Feel free, but don't expect that to increase your results. Um, so <laughs> that's it. So the nurturing, the content, the showing up. Um, and the thing about content that's really holding people back, a lot of people think there's issue with sales. It's not sales. 
it's your audience isn't growing. You're speaking to the same people forever and you're not really building a, a, a solid connection with people because you're not letting people in. You are not willing because you're afraid to be seen in your power. And I see the freaking coolest, most badass women out there not owning it, afraid to share their results because it will trigger their family, right? Or or one little thing goes wrong, even though overall they're freaking rock stars, but now they have so much shame, they don't feel qualified to teach what they teach. And it's like, how are you not qualified? Like, God, you know? (laughs) I was having this conversation with a client the other day who's like basically all of us has a lot of crappy stuff going on in her life due to, you know, lockdowns and restrictions and having to move really big, important things in her life that she's been planning for so long and dreaming of her entire life. And there's so much uncertainty and there's so much unknown. And the fact is you guys, and maybe we need another episode on this or like, let's just put it out there. Like mental health stuff right now is running wild because it's just a really hard time in the world right now. There's a lot going on and it's, and there's a lot of uncertainty and there's a lot of fear and there's a lot of stuff that's not happy, you know? So I think pretty much everybody is struggling on some level with some type of mental health, something like we we're just all kind of going through it. Right. And so the conversation we had to have was like, your business is not here to market always being happy. And I think, especially in the coaching industry, we see people, especially business coaches marketing, how much they love their business and how happy they are to be running their business and, you know, celebrating milestone after milestone after milestone and sharing their amazing lifestyle and sharing their, their happiness. But the fact is, is, and I think that's great. And I think that's needed because that's some of my favorite content to consume because it reminds me to be happy. It reminds me of what's possible financially. Like I just, I love that content personally And it's my favorite kind of content to create as well, because it's how I want to feel. And I do feel that way a lot of the time. And it's how I want to like, if I could make people feel a certain way, I'd want them to feel abundant and happy and grateful and ambitious. But sometimes that's not the reality, right? So sometimes as business coaches, we need to like take the emotion out when we're struggling. Cause we, if if you're starting to feel inauthentic, because like, there's a lot of shit going on in the world and in your life and you can't share happy go lucky content all the time, then take that emotion out of it and just share your expertise, share your story, share your journey, like take the here and now out of it. Right. But it's funny that we could feel so quickly out of integrity and ashamed and like we're a fraud when you're still killing it in your business. It's just hard to be happy-go-lucky 24-7 all the time right now, right? And 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 some, some of us more than others who, you know, there's a lot more restrictions in certain areas than others. And there's a lot more of, you know, X, Y, Z in certain areas of, than others. And some people had more, more stuff planned in their life than other, like, it's not a competition, but do you know what I mean? It's just hard. Anyway, before we get too deep into that, because that's a rant, but hey, we're here for it. Um, those are the two things not growing your audience and not really letting yourself be seen in your content, like in your power um, for a million reasons. 
Hey, real quick, if you're loving this episode and you want to make my day, take a quick screenshot, upload it to your Instagram stories and tag me at underscore the Taylor Lee. I literally love seeing you guys pop up in my DMs, getting to say hi to you. Plus it helps other people find the show, which you guys know means the absolute world to me. And then I get to share you with my audience. So it's a win-win. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Okay. Back to the show. So now let's answer the question that you're all actually here for. How do you grow your audience? This is what I want to talk to you guys about. So there's three things that we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about ads, which could be Facebook ads or Instagram ads. If you haven't run ads before, um, just so you know, it's the same thing. You're always going to be using Facebook to run your ads, but you can pick if you want to send them to Facebook or Instagram or both. So we're going to talk about paid advertising on Facebook and Instagram. Um, To just make it really simple, we're just going to call them Facebook ads. We're going to talk about number two, collaborations. I'm going to give you lots of ways that you can collaborate with people to grow your audience. And we're going to talk about organic growth on Instagram. Now, the reason I'm talking to you about these three ways, um, I want to say it's not because I think that they're the best ways, but I do think they're the best ways. And the reason I think that they're the best ways is because they've been what's worked the best for me. Um, and in different phases of my business, I've leaned more into one of these three than others. Um, but all three of these have been really big parts of my audience growth, just in different phases. So I don't think any of these are actually better than the other. And I don't really think that any of these are better than other options. It's just, these are what I'm educated on. These are what have really worked well for me. And so I always share from my experience. And I say that because again, I think the thing is, is that we tell ourselves, we don't know how, And we tell ourselves that we just don't know which way is right for us. Like where are our people? And we overcomplicate it and we put it off and we put it off and we put it off. But what you might not realize is that you're putting it off due to some subconscious fears of being seen. Okay. Let's start with number one, ads. Believe it or not, Facebook ads are what I started with in my business. Um, honestly, Facebook ads and collaborations were the biggest way I grew my audience in the beginning collaborations first. But once I really, um, let's just tell you the timeline in 2015, I found the blogging world and I found this blogging, I was freelancing already and I was doing marketing for people. And then I found bloggers who blogged about marketing. And I thought it would be a great way to start teaching because I was already realizing that my clients would pay me for doing the work, but then they'd want me to teach them things for free. And I didn't know that you really could get paid for teaching. Um, I thought you just got paid for services, right? And then I found the blogging world in 2015 um, towards the end. Like, and I think it was in September, I started like my own Facebook group, my own email list with a freebie. There, I did not know about coaching, right? I did not have a coaching business. I didn't even know about coaching yet. Um, and I started a blog and I started live streaming on a couple of platforms. Live streaming was brand new. Um, those of you that have been online <laughs> in the marketing coaching world this long, there was like Periscope and Blab. I feel like nobody knows about Blab, but I, that, that was good. Um, now there's live streaming on Facebook and Instagram. There was not live streaming on Facebook and Instagram back then. So I had that, I had Twitter, I had a freebie, I blogged, um, I took like a course on blogging and I started growing my audience, teaching things like little WordPress hacks, Canva, um, 
MailChimp, like email marketing, like very basic, like very, very basic marketing. Like, how can I, like my thing in the beginning was always like, how can I help someone who's really great at what they do in the real world? Right. So for example, one of my first coaching clients was a career coach and she was a career coach at a university. And then I helped her become a career coach online, but I didn't really teach her how to sell. And I didn't really teach her how to market. I taught her how to get her website up, her MailChimp up, create our first freebie, start creating content like that. I taught the beginning phases, um, because I didn't, that's what I knew. Right. And that's where I was at in my own business. And that's what I felt in integrity to teach, not how to have 10 K months, not how to have six figure years. And yes, people still hired me. So from September to December, I grew my audience probably to like 300 something people in my Facebook group, but on my email list, um, through collaborations, mostly just live streaming with people doing guest blogs. Um, there were things called like Twitter chats. A lot of the stuff I wouldn't really recommend anymore, especially for coaches and especially in today's world. But I did, I, I just, I did it. It was kind of for fun. I wasn't making no money. I made no money. Um, and then in January, 2016, I really started coaching and I started running paid ads from the get-go. Um, I didn't have tons of money, <laughs> but I had a little money and I committed to spending. And I think this is really important with Facebook ads. So here's where we get into the good stuff. You need to be able to commit to spend $300 a month or more on Facebook ads. And if you're just starting with Facebook ads, you haven't ran them before, you also need to commit and know that it might take 300, maybe even up to a thousand dollars. I know terrifying to test. You might not get any results in the beginning. And if you're only spending $300 a month, it might take a few months to start seeing results, but there's a lot of benefits to Facebook ads once you get the hang of them. And once they start working and to clarify a lot of my clients and peers and myself got results from Facebook ads really, really quickly. But I also like to be real that like some of my clients who now get really great results with Facebook ads did not at first. So the key is that you have realistic expectations and crazy expectations all at the same time that you can spend at least $300 a month. And the, and, and deeper in that where people go wrong is they don't commit to having like a set budget with ads. It's like, you need to see your Facebook ad budget as like a bill, like, um, you know, like pretending that it's like your electricity bill. It's like, you know, every month you're spending about $300 on your electricity bill. Let's say just making that number up. Um, it's the same thing with Facebook ads. You're not really, you're not in a contract with Facebook. You don't have to spend that, but if you really want to see results, you've got to be consistent. And I mean, like commit to doing that for the next year and be willing for it to take a couple of months to get any results. But don't see it as, I mean, people come to me and they're like, I wasted like $25 on Facebook ads. Like I spent $25, I got no results. And even people who come to me like, I spent like 150 bucks and nothing. I'm like, okay, me too. <laughs> Many times. <laughs> but I've also gotten like, you know, made 40, 50 grand off of $4,000 many, many times, but I've had to be really committed to Facebook ads and spending a certain amount consistently and that sort of thing. So that's, what's really important with ads. The other thing is what do you run your Facebook ads to? You want to be running your Facebook ads to a freebie. This is my opinion. There are so many ways right now that people are using Facebook ads to grow their audience, to make money, 
my tried and true method I've always done, it's a little old school, but yes, it still works is, um, so number one, you can run a Facebook ad to a freebie, like a PDF. Um, and then you can just have a couple emails behind it. I just take my best performing Instagram posts, the ones people have liked the most and like put about five emails, maybe even more, but you don't need a ton. Um, and then I just know that like, I'm going to be launching, I'm going to be selling. I don't, you, I don't think you, everything needs to be a legit huge funnel. Um, that's the way I got started. That's the way a lot of my clients get started. The way that's going to make you more money up front a little bit quicker is to use my content event strategy, which is essentially like running a webinar or a challenge. Um, I teach my clients how to do this in a bit more of a unique way and automate it and that sort of thing. Um, if you want to learn more about that, you need to get into one of my higher level groups or masterminds, but, um, you know, you, you can try to figure this out on your own as well or whatever you want to run like a webinar or a challenge or a masterclass or something that's free, get people to sign up on it with ads and then sell a program behind it for literally like three or four days tops, like a thousand dollar program. This is where I've seen big ROIs of like spending a few thousand making 10 times the ROI. So spending 4,000 making like 40 or 50 grand in sales. Um, but with the content events, it's like a commitment to doing them every month, right? So running it at least one time a month. Um, and you, if you're techie and you want to automate it, once it starts converting, you can automate it with some good technology, like ever webinar or, um, believe it or not, there's even ways to automate your Facebook live challenges. Okay. So that's Facebook ads in a nutshell. Um, again, if you want to learn more from me about Facebook ads and about the content event strategy specifically, which can have a really great ROI for you, grow, nurture, sell to your audience all in one, um, reach out to me about what mastermind would be the best fit for you. Cause I teach it in those containers, depending on your income level will depend on what group you would go into. Okay. Number two collaborations. So collaborations, have been a huge source of audience growth for me every year of my business. Now, I actually want to say, when I say huge, this is where people get wrong, get wrong with collaborations is when you, it's just like Facebook ads, right? All of these are the same thing. They all take mastery. So you don't want to listen to this episode and be like, I'm going to go all in on all three because you can't, you have the same amount of energetic capacity. It's up to you if you're going to put a hundred percent of energy capacity into one thing or if you're going to split it between three or more things, that's up to you. But what do you think is going to be more effective? A lot of the time we think if we do more, it'll be more effective, but that's often wrong. You're often better focusing on just one and having the most energetic capacity for that one thing. So what do I mean when I say collaborations? Simply put, I mean, any way that you can get in front of someone else's audience is a gold mine for you as a business owner. You guys, I am so excited to announce that we have a few spots open right now in the inner circle, which is my high level mastermind for women who are ready to create their quarter of a million dollar year and beyond. So if you are one of my six figure badass listeners and you are so ready for 20K months and beyond, then my mastermind, the inner circle is for you and is proven to help women get there. You will get access to my quarter of a million dollar coach training program unlimited group Voxer access with me. I'm in there every day, Monday through Friday, 
talking to the women, which means you're gonna learn from other women's questions. You're always gonna have some type of motivational audio clip in there from me to really keep you inspired and, and motivated and focused and working on the right things, most importantly, and two group Zoom calls a month. We keep this container to 12 women max, so every question you put in Voxer is guaranteed to get answer. And if you show up for those Zoom calls, you are guaranteed time on that call to talk to me on video face to face and work through whatever it is you need. Planning your month, planning your launch, getting in the right mindset, shifting your mindset, um, strategizing how to make more sales, all the things that I know you guys want help with. Plus that training program I mentioned literally lays out step by step how I went from six figures to multiple six figures, everything from the business model to the pricing to the lead generation and the audience growth and the, the content and the selling and the automation and everything that you are going to need. So if this is you, if you're making six figures and you are so ready for more, then you can go to thetaylorlee.com slash inner circle to apply. And after you apply, I will be in touch via email or on Instagram DM um, to chat with you about getting started and we can get you onto our next call and into our Voxer chat and into that training program and slaying your quarter of a million, maybe half a million dollar year. So in the beginning, when I was like a new little coach that made no money in our coaching business, had a small audience, I would, um, I got really lucky, <laughs> but my advice now is that you can be the one that helps other people be really lucky. But a girl who's now actually a good like life friend, um, messaged me. And basically was like, and she always says this is not what she said, but to my memory, this is what she said. She basically just said like, hey, I think you're really cool. I'm like, yeah, I know. Thank you. <laughs> I think you're really cool. And I'm creating this like group of biz besties, we're going to call it. And um, I really think she invented that term, by the way. I know now it's widely used, but I had never heard of it before. <laughs> Um, but anyway, this is back in like the beginning of 2016. She's, I'm creating a group of like 10 of us, like biz besties, and we're going to help each other grow our businesses, um, by like sharing each other with our audiences and stuff like that. I was like, okay. So I felt really lucky because I was really shy and reserved and like, I, I wasn't really willing to do that. A lot of my collaborations had come to me in the beginning, but that's not always going to be the case. Somebody needs to be the person who puts themselves out there. So you be that person, even if you don't want to. Truly, right? Now, what this woman did right that worked, that got us a 10-person group of people who are willing to collaborate with each other was she complimented people and invited them into her space because she wanted to help them, right? I get people who will reach out to me about being on my podcast. And they're like, hey, look, I'm really cool. I'm a big freaking deal. Here's all of my, like... <laughs> milestones. I can't think of the word. Like, here's all the things that make me a big deal. I noticed that on your podcast, you're not teaching about this. There's a big gap. I think your audience really needs to know about this. I'd love to come on and help you fix that and teach this. Your It's like, ew, no, like go away. Who are you? I don't even like, no, you know what I mean? So don't do that. The people I bring onto my podcast or that back in the day, I would, I would be so happy to collaborate or people are like, look, 
I love what you're doing. I love what you talk about. I feel like we're pretty similar or I feel like we help the same type of people, but in a different way. And I think that's so cool. And I really admire you. I admire what you do. Um, I love to share you with my audience. And here's how I think we could do that. So go in with a compliment, go in with a way that you can support them. And then really specifically how you're going to support them. So I think you're cool because I would love to share you with my people. And I think we could do that by having me on your show. And then I'm going to share it with all of my people or having you on my show or having you in this interview series I'm hosting or whatever, right? That's how we need to be reaching out to people. Kindness. People respond really well to that. Um, So here's ways that you can do collaborations. Podcasts. You can ask to be on other people's podcasts. This is where I lose people because they get so intimidated. They're like, okay, I'm going to do it. And then they're like, I can't do it. I don't want to be, I don't want to be annoying. You're not annoying. Like I love when amazing people who are kind and generous with their knowledge, reach out to be on my show, even if they have smaller audiences than me, because a, I get a lot of people who aren't super kind to my inbox asking to be on my show, which is just like, what, why? Um, and B it's hard to run a podcast and put an episode out every single week has times where it's hard. It has times where it's like, gosh, what else do I have to say? Like how, like we, as content creators, we're always needing new content. And so if we can connect with someone that's going to be enjoyable to connect with, and you're going to help us put more content out to our audience, that's a win for us. And then also knowing that even I have, you know, I have 10,000 people on my email list. I have 12,000 people on my Instagram, but I bring people onto the show and I collaborate with people who have 2000 people on their Instagram, right? Um, there's a certain level of like a boundary I have to have where I, I don't go on brand new podcasts because a lot of them don't ever end up doing the podcast. Cause that's the hardest part is getting started. Um, and I don't go on shows with people with, um, when someone has less than like, definitely not less than like a thousand, maybe even less than 2000. Like, I don't know, just that's kind of my cutoff at this point, but that's a huge difference in my audience. And the reason is, it's like, if I could get in front of 2000 new people, why would I not? And they're the right people. And this woman who, who has grown her audience is so kind, then why would I not? Why would I not? It would cost me a lot of money to get in front of 2000 people on Facebook ads. So why would I not? Right. So just think about it that way. Don't think that you're being annoying. Like, trust me, I'm not here for annoying people and being all up in people's inbox and nope, we're not doing that. Um, and there's plenty of annoying people who pitch themselves for podcasts, but they're cocky and they don't ever get the hint to stop following up. <laughs> so reach out to people, compliment their show, tell them a couple great topics that you could share and let them know that you want to share their podcast with your audience. And it would be an honor to be on their show because their show is so good. You're going to get a good response rate. Um, you can also have your own podcast, which I don't think podcasting is for everyone. It is a big commitment. Um, I was talking to a friend. I mean, you can do the math, but I have run this podcast for over two years now. And there have only been two weeks that we have not put out an episode. And those, like we put out, I mean, a podcast episode went out when I had my baby. I didn't, don't, don't worry. I recorded it way in advance, but like the, the, I had my baby, I was in a hospital, I was in the hospital on a Tuesday (laughs) being induced and a podcast episode went out. 
Um, we've had podcasts go out the week of Christmas. We've had podcasts go out the week of Thanksgiving. Like we don't miss episodes one week recently. We've missed an episode. And, um, one time, a long time ago, we put out a replay episode of one of our best shows, um, because I was a little bit behind, but that's like serious. Like I'm proud of myself for that, that serious commitment. And it's still like something that just it's slow growth, but it's worth it. And it's really good, effective growth. And some of my biggest clients, highest paying clients come from finding me through the podcast. Um, when I'm interviewed on people's shows or when I interview people, they already know on my show, um, they'll find me that way. So it's a great idea to have a podcast. And if you do have a podcast, you want to find a good mix for you of bringing people on your show. And also I believe having solo episodes. So I do a solo episode three times a month. And then I have a, a guest one time a month, um, which I think is a great mix because once a month I'm getting in front of a new fresh audience. I get to have a fun conversation with someone. And, um, I also have a lot of episodes just about me and that feature me. And so I think when people come over to listen to their person on my podcast and they see my episodes and they start to binge listen, and then before you know it, they're joining, you know, one of my masterminds or something like that, which happens a lot. So, there's that. The other thing you can do is host an interview series. You might see these called summits. You might see them called interview series. Um, I love these things and they can be really, really effective. And I hosted one years ago that was really effective where I had, I don't know, somewhere between six and 10, 10 is definitely a stretch, but like at least six people, almost all of them were past clients. Some of them were friends and it was called six figure millennials. So this is like way back years ago when I was like niching down to millennials, like 20. Oh no. Maybe, maybe it was millennials or maybe it was 20 somethings or it was something like that. Right. Um, but it was really fun because a lot of them were my clients, which is a really strategic move. This does not need to be the case, but it worked really well for me because it was like client testimonials, but also featuring my clients. It was just win, 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 win for all of us. Um, it was really great. And they were people like everybody in the um, interview series I knew and I loved and I was excited to talk to. And we just did it on Zoom. We ran it live through Facebook, um, like live streamed it. And then I put it on YouTube and people shared it. And my people found my clients and my peers and my clients and my peers, people found me. And it was actually just really fun and easy and a great way to collaborate with people. Um some people take summits really, really serious and some people do them much more casual. That's up to you. I'm definitely not an expert in this, but I have been in a, not a lot, but a handful of interview series, a handful of summits, and I've hosted one of my own and I'm looking forward to doing it again one day because it's definitely effective and fun. And the other thing you can do is like, keep it really simple. If an interview series is a bit too intimidating right now and you don't want to start a podcast, can you commit to once or twice a month doing an Instagram live with someone. Find people who you could talk to. Like if you're a business coach, go find an Instagram expert and be, Hey, let's talk business and Instagram, set it up, share it for a couple days beforehand, put out a timer where people can set a reminder for themselves and have a, have a blast on Instagram live with people and share each other's Instagram audiences with each other, like free ways to grow your audience and connect with people and build a network. And this is, I want to be, I want to be really clear. Collaborations are not just effective for extroverts. I am not an extrovert in the slightest. I, I feel like people don't believe that because they hear me on the show and I sound confident and whatever, but I've been 
I've been doing this stuff for so long, but like anybody who knows me in real life could tell you, like, I'm not an extrovert in the freaking slightest, <laughs> not even close. I feel like my people in my real life, like family and stuff think it's so bizarre. This is even my business. Like how does this quiet, shy girl show up on the internet confidently, consistently? I just, I love it. And it's really uncomfortable still a lot of the time, um, but it's worth it. And I love it. And collaborations have worked well for me, even being an introvert, introvert, introvert. Um, and definitely um, the type of person who, even when I talk to someone that I love on the show, like it's draining. I hate the word draining because it sounds like a negative thing, but it just, it takes a lot of my energy to collaborate with people and, and speak with people. And um, it's funny that that's my job because it's, it's tiring for me but it's fulfilling for me as well. Anyway, just to give you some permission, Instagram organic growth. This is the way I feel like everybody wants to do it, but it's in, in my experience, it's been the hardest this year. I feel like I really mastered it, but I think I believe the reason Instagram organic growth, which is like, I get usually I get more than this, but I also get unfollows. So that's something to normalize. Just like as you grow your list with Facebook ads, you'll get unsubscribers. That's normal. If you're growing your audience by 500 people a month with Facebook ads to your email list, it's okay if you lose 200 of them, right? Um, and so really your growth is like 300. That's okay because it's 500 new people and 200 old unaligned people have left. That's all. Same thing with Instagram. So I usually grow my Instagram to like, maybe 300 people a month, but I lose a lot of people. <laughs> so, um, overall it's probably about a hundred people a month. It's like 200, 300 aligned people who come in, but then like a hundred or 200 unaligned people may leave. And then overall my number goes up about a hundred. We want to see the number going up, but we also want to pay attention to like new people despite the number, maybe not actually going up because I've had phases in my business where my email list would not budge my Instagram account would not budge. But when I took a deeper look, like when I let go, cause then we get ashamed, right? My audience isn't growing. I suck. It's not working. When I let go of the shame and I look a little deeper, I'm like, oh, it is growing. It's just that people are also leaving. And then remembering that people leaving is not really a bad thing. It's a good thing. Anyway, I believe the reason my Instagram kind of grows by itself now, and that I haven't been running Facebook ads, although I plan to run them again in the future. And I plan to get even more on top of my collaboration game in the future. Collabor collaboration game right now is pretty strong. I My goal is one new person on my podcast per month and me on one new podcast a month. So the collaboration is still like here, here to stay and only here to get better. Ads will probably be coming back in the future, especially as baby number two is on the way. But my Instagram has grown this year without me hardly trying. And I believe that's because of the audience growth that I've been very intentional about for six years, to be honest. And there's a lot of things in my business where people will say like, yeah, it's easy for you now, but don't you think that's because of all the work you've put in? And there's a lot of things where I'm like, no, because a lot of the work I put up, put in in the beginning was wasted efforts because my energy was spread too thin. I was focusing on too many things. I believed that hustle was necessary. And so a lot of the things I did to build my foundation, as people would say, was wasted effort that actually did nothing. But there's some things that were really effective, like the Facebook ad commitment and the collaboration commitment. And I do believe that that is why my Instagram grows on its own now. 
Truly. It's, it's between a lot more people just know me now. And so a lot more people are sharing me now, as well as I have built my network a lot bigger, which is so weird to say, cause I don't even feel like I have a huge network or like, you know what I, like, I'm just not that person that has like a million friends. But anyway, my network is actually pretty large. I've networked with a lot of people. I featured a lot of people in my show. I've been featured on a lot of people's shows. I've been in a lot of great masterminds where I've built really great sisterhood connections and friendships. Um, but yeah, so here's how it grows. People tag me when they watch the podcast on stories. My, my audience grows through that. People share my posts, especially my posts. When you go on my feed and you see the posts that are um, quotes, like the Twitter quotes, people love those. They, those almost always get shared really well. Sometimes I miss the mark and they don't, let's be honest, <laughs> but they usually get shared pretty well. That grows my audience. My students in my programs tag me when they're watching my modules and things like that, or they celebrate when they join the programs that grows my audience. And then my peers, I recently did a collaboration with my friend, Kate Scudder. I hope all of you know her. Um, who is a fellow million dollar mama. And we ran a program called million dollar mama together. And, um, that was just maybe a month or two ago when I'm recording this. So probably a few months ago when you listen to this, but, um, that was so fun. And I know my audience grew, you know, maybe a few hundred people or so, which was so awesome. Um, and vice versa. So that was great. We got to connect each other with each other's people. Um, you know, some of the friendships I've built when we chat, we tag each other, we share each other, we support each other. So there are actions happening. I put out the podcast. I ask you guys to share it. Like, please share this episode if you love it. I feel like this is one of the best episodes ever. It's so in-depth, like so specific. Share it. It really does mean the world to me and it helps me grow my business. And I really, really appreciate it. And that's kind of the way, this is a free thing that I put out. And it's kind of the way that you guys pay me is by leaving a review or sharing it on your stories and tagging me. Um, that really, really helps me. Like it really, really does. It's the reason I can keep doing the show. So that's strategic, but I, because I ran ads and I did collaborations in the past for so long, I had a pretty decent sized audience when I started the show. So I can't speak to starting the show with a new audience. I know people do it, but I didn't do it. So Anyway, that's strategic. Um, my posts that get shares, that's strategic. I had to really learn and pay attention to what posts of mine get shared and what posts of mine get tons of engagement and what posts of mine lead people to messaging me to work with me and make sure I'm sprinkling an equal amount of those into my feed. And I teach those specifics really, really in depth with examples and all of that in my masterminds. Um, Students tagging me, that's strategic. I do ask people to do that, but most of them do it when I don't ask. <laughs> so I feel like that's just like over time as your audience grows and they become more loyal, they'll just do that. That's kind of one of those things. It's like, yeah, you build a foundation under you and that starts happening. Um, but I do see people running free masterclasses and paid programs and doing giveaways when people share them. And I think that's really smart. I'm kind of that like person who ne never thinks that far ahead. <laughs> so that's like one of the things I'd love to do, but um, I just don't do it. I just don't do it. I never get to it. I never think about it until afterwards. And then the networking peers thing is definitely from like collaborating, being in mastermind groups, that sort of thing over time that just kind of happened through the foundation I built. So whew, I am going to need to like 
take a break <laughs> recording this pregnant. Oh my God. It's like, it's just laughable how much work it is to record a podcast episode right now. Um, take a, take a breather, chug a full bottle of water, but I really hope you enjoyed this episode. And I would really suggest that you pick one of these ways, ads or collaborations or organic to really go all in on. Um, and I hope that I gave you, I mean, I know that I did. I just hope you choose to use it. <laughs> I know a lot of you will, um, you know, there's strategies underneath each of those options to really help you do this. Like guys, it's the time it's it. Now's the time to get out of your own way, to let go of this fear of being seen. Like I get it. I get that. It's scary to be seen. I get that there's risks that come with really putting yourself out there. You could get haters, whatever, right. You could trigger family members, friends, you could be judged, but Everyone listening to the show has the potential to literally grow a seven-figure business. And I can say from experience that even though it's really scary doing so, it really is. And you've got to get out of your own way. It is so freaking worth it. You have the opportunity to build a business that can make you millions and can change your entire life and help you give back and help you work with women and or men, whatever, people you like to work with who whose lives are changed through your work. And it's silly to get in our own way constantly when we have that opportunity in front of us. Now is the time to choose opportunity. Now is the time to choose going after your full potential and to just do it. Stop looking for the right way. Stop looking for the best way. Follow your gut, commit to one way, commit to mastering it, give it a year and watch your audience start growing because it's time. It's time for your audience to grow. You do know how to grow your audience. You have options right in front of you. And there's always more ways that you can get supported. Um, but I just don't want to hear anyone using that as their excuse anymore because it's not true. You have ways, you know how, and it's time. It's really time to get your life-changing work in front of others and to step into your full potential of millions because I know you're ready for that. Cool. Sending you guys so much love. Thank you for listening to this week's episode and I'll see you next week. Bye guys. Real quick before you go, if this episode gave you value, got you inspired, or has you feeling more confident than ever about your big goals, can you do me a quick favor and go leave a review? It would mean the absolute world to me and it helps other powerhouse women just like you find this show, which is truly the best gift that you could ever give me. So thank you in advance for leaving a five-star review. Have a great week and I'll talk to you soon.